Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Casual KO here. Coming off of a hellish week. That was a wild fucking week. Really, really crazy there at uh, UFC Apex. I don't know, I guess 80, right? That's how they call it. Sometimes they call them Fight Night 2 or whatever, but this is UFC Vegas 80. We're going to be talking about UFC Vegas 81, but there's been some news developing in the MMA world. It's pretty fun to kind of talk about a little bit some fights falling through some better fights coming together i don't know man what do you think about next week's card i think it's going to be actually a lot better than what it was scheduled to be yeah i mean i'll just start with last week for starters that's the worst week i've been doing picks now i think for about two and a half years and i, I can obviously see my history of uh, on topology last week was the worst week i've ever had I got three of 10, right? I think in the rankings, I came 4,200 or 4,500 on Tapology. Yeah, I I have never done as bad as I did last week. So I'm sure uh, you were able to catch up a bit on our little game. but um, A little bit. Not as much as you would hope because I also did pretty bad. It was a a weird week, man. Like, you know, usually when I do the, uh, you know, fantasy picks and stuff, I... You know, I'll make twenty five bucks on a you know three dollar ticket or whatever, maybe a five dollar eight dollar ticket. Up until the last fight of the evening, I was sitting there. At one point, I was actually in first place, ten thousand dollars off an eight dollar game, so an eight dollar entry. I was in first place uh, once the main card started, first place, and then and that was just on my bullshit pick. Like I was just like, yeah, dude, I'm just gonna kind of throw some shit at the wall. Uh, pick a lot of people I don't think is going to win. Nate Maness was on there. Um, some other, you know, people that I really didn't think were going to win. People that I didn't pick, but I always have a card kind of heavy on underdogs and and people that I don't really agree with winning. And that one was winning. Um, it dropped down going into the main event, Dawson versus Green. I was sitting at a thousand seventy eight dollars, and all I needed was for uh, Grant Dawson to win. And he got knocked out in 33 seconds, which is fun for conspiracy theorists like myself. But, uh, you know, kind of shitty. It was really, really shitty. Um, didn't really make anything that weekend. So all good. I had a f- phenomenally uh, successful last week of Contender Series, though. I hit $800 on like a – I started with $15, got up to like 200 lost all that other than $69. It's like, fuck it, let's go first-round knockout for this underdog kid. Can't even remember his name, but it hit. So uh, happy to cash that uh, 750 starting with 15 in the bank. But, yeah, man, crazy week, dude. Crazy, crazy week. So um, we'll see how crazy this one will be before we head into the massive pay-per-view. I think this is going to yeah, be one of the I better mean, ones. And the rest of the pay-per-views are just great for the rest of the year, man. Been rocking yeah, my Vogue shit all yeah, week. I like it. I mean, I think it's uh, I I think it's a better fight than the Oliveira Islam fight. And you almost wonder if they plan this shit. You know what I mean? I don't think they planned it, but they I'll tell you what, they definitely fucking they did what they had to. This is like some great look. uh, It's just impressive. Like they pulled off, man, they, they pulled off what no other sport can pull off. Like, you know what I mean? And it just, yeah, I definitely don't think they planned it because 
I tell like the Usman thing is crazy. That's a crazy fight. It's super interesting. But I tell you right now, I'm, I wanted Costa versus Chimaev. I wanted nothing more than that fight. That's the fight that I wanted. There's Usman Chimaev does not even come close to Costa Chimaev, in my opinion. I was so so hyped for that. So I feel like there's no way they would have planned to lose that because, man, I, w- I wanted that fight so bad. I was even I didn't even care that Paulo was injured. I still wanted it. I still believed Paulo would have beat Hamza. I wanted oh, it really? so bad. So yeah, that, that I don't know, man. I kind of think he's a clown, dude. I, 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 I think love, Paulo I, Costa which, is a fucking goofball. I love him, man. He might be a goofball and he might not be the greatest fighter, but I just I the way he did his whole switch of personality kind of thing and then just started taking the piss out of himself and everything. And I was just like, yeah, this dude is this dude did what so many fighters like John Jones and them can't do, you know, they can't right. like John Jones. If he had just made the switch to the bad guy and all that, he would have been so popular and, and Costa kind of did that. He was the big Chad guy and then he got humiliated and then kind of embarrassed himself and then was kind of like, why don't I just start taking the piss out of myself and become like a meme Lord. And he did it. And it was, everyone was just like, Hey, this dude's he can like, I've seen him post the picture of Izzy fucking him heaps of times now. And like, just memeing it. Like, you know, he's yeah. I I love his personality. I like Paulo Costa a lot. And I feel like if he does get kicked from the UFC, there's nothing but big things on his horizon. I think he's trying to get kicked from the UFC. Cause yeah, he could probably make more money in the PFL. He'd absolutely win in the PFL. Yeah, no, I kind of agree that I'm I'm fifty fifty. I'm like he's had a bad run, and on the other side of that fifty percent, I'm kind of like. But I also feel like maybe he might be doing some of the shit on purpose just to get kicked. Um, yeah. So, because yeah, like I, my my boss at work was saying, like no one's going to want to fight him because of like how unpredictable he is on actually turning up on fight day. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, no, I agree with you. But then at the same time, like I really feel like he wanted to fight here, like I. And and it just obviously I, I don't know if you've heard he needs two more surgeries it's pretty bad et cetera et cetera so I feel like he really did want to fight and it what that that whole infection was just just too bad to let him fight so I feel like he was on his way to make this one and and it, he's not pulling out but yeah it just sucks man I really wanted that fight so bad man but you know Usman's going to be alright but in my opinion you've got and I don't want, I won't get too far into it because that's next week but I will just say I feel like. With that fight is one guy on the up, one guy on the down, and the odds are uh, pretty, pretty close to accurate in my opinion. Yeah, man, I think uh, Usman is just a far better fighter. You know, uh, people people hate Do on you? Usman. Oh, Absolutely, I'm, man. I'm going the opposite way, man. I, and I'll just like I said, we won't get too far into it. But my thing is just Usman is like there's it's not. Um, it's no secret that I've never liked the guy as yeah, a personality, but as a fighter, I can totally respect where he's at and his evolution in the game. Um, but I feel like after the Leon Edwards fights, he's on the decline. His knees, his age, his chin, that sort of thing. Skill-wise, yeah, probably better than Hamza. But, um, you know, that's like GSP is probably more skilled than both of them, but both of them would probably be GSP, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, there's a time when your body just gets to that point and unfortunately for Usman as much as the big shock here would be incredible it would be hilarious it'd be great for Usman I just don't feel like he's going to get it because I feel like he's an older fighter on the decline and Hamzat's just that younger fighter on the incline and I honestly feel like he may run through Usman like may run through him in one or two rounds and that's unfortunate because this is actually a fight where I would kind of like to see Usman win 
Like I've never wanted Usman to win, but I, this one I'm like, yeah. it would be pretty sick if he did, but I just, I, yeah, it's, it's the, the tale of one guy on the down, one guy on the up. To be clear, man, I'm not picking either, either guy yet. I don't know who I think is yeah. going to win. I just think that Usman is the far more talented fighter. Uh, Hamza's just kind of this bulldozer. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, what happened with Gilbert Burns and Kamaru Usman? Kamaru Usman knocked Gilbert Burns the fuck out. And, you know, that we didn't see that with, uh, with Hamza. I actually think that Gilbert Burns beat Hamza. So, um, it, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens there. I haven't really picked my side in that. Obviously, we were texting about Alexander Volkanovsky versus Islam Mahachev, too. Um, I, I'm probably going to be pretty heavy on the Volkanovsky side. He's going to go into that as a dog. I think that he could potentially get a finish. I think it could come quick, to be honest. Plus 205. Plus 205 he is. Money line? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking for knockout, potentially. Um, I got told that uh, 2 3 4 knockout was plus 1600. I got I like told, it. and I was like, I am going to be some sprinkling on that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple spots in this card that we're going to get into right now that I like some long shots as well, but I say we just roll right into UFC Vegas 81. Start at the first fight of the night like we've been doing. I kind of like doing that because it saves the best for last. We got a ladies fight right off the bat. Ashley Yoder versus Emily Ducate. I guess Ashley Yoder just signed a new deal i think it's like a four fight deal i think it's it's bigger than the normal uh deal that you have which is interesting she's eight and eight uh emily ducate's record doesn't look too impressive either at 12 and eight but she has fought the far better competition she's the younger woman by six years i didn't i've never heard of ashley yoder until i started looking into this and i gotta say i'm not impressed uh she's she's not very good neither is ducate okay but the this two year uh, layoff and then losing to Jin Yu Frey, that's a bad look. So you're wondering what's going on. There's been a lot of these women's fights where they've taken like multiple year layoffs and then come back. It's kind of weird. But I'm not going to beat around the bush here, man. I'm on the um, Emily Ducote side, and I want to hear what you have to say about this before I really give my full breakdown because I have something here that I think is kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, I kind of share the same sentiment as you. Um, I have seen both of these girls fight, and it's not nothing that sticks out of my mind. I just know I've seen them both fight. Um, Yoda's old. But she's a lot taller. Um, I kind of feel like maybe they're misrepresenting uh, Dakota's height here. Um, probably not by much, but I feel like, you know, I don't think she's 5'2". I think she's a bit taller than that. 5'4", um, something like that. Yeah, p- p- around that possibly five, three and a half or something, which still, you know, it, it, it does pale in comparison to five, seven. Um, I think the odds should be a little bit closer. I've, I've used Dakota in like one, one parlay, maybe. I don't want to go too hard on her because her odds are, are a bit too crazy. Um, but better gym, younger, um, better record, not by much. But, um, yeah, I, I ultimately I'm, I, I didn't look too much into this. I didn't tape either one of them, but I just went with Dakota by decision. Um, a lot of the people that I also watched during the week uh, sort of share the same sentiment um, just based on past opponents and how active they've been, et cetera. So, yeah, I'm in agreement. I like it. Okay. So my thing here is everyone is on the side 
of a decision. And I think Emily Dakota can get a TKO here. As crazy as it sounds. She's not okay. a finisher by any means, but I think she can get a leg TKO. I think she can get some kind of bullshit. Just judge jumps in or rather the ref jumps in. Uh, how many knockouts does she have in her entire career? Three um, out of, you know, four submissions, five wins by decision, seven losses by decision. She doesn't really want to go to decision. If she goes to decision, she's, you know, historically going to lose that. So, I'm on the side of a TKO specifically. Um, and I think that she gets this done probably round two, round three. And uh, I think it, it's likely a leg kick TKO. I think that uh, that she could finish Ashley Yoder here. And I actually have uh, a significantly sized parlay with Emily Dakota as that first leg there. I hate doing the women's MMA thing. Last time I bet on the first fight, women's fight of the night. I got fucked right away uh, with um, that man. I forget her name. Tamira Vidal. Tamaris <laughs> Vidal. Uh, she's a dude. We'll say that. And yeah, she lost. And she fought like shit. She was trying so hard to convince you that she was a female that when she got punched in the tit, in air quotes, tit, she tried to call off the fight. I don't know if you remember that. But it's like, that's not a thing. So um, yeah, man, I'm I'm skeptical of doing this, but... I try to go for mismatches. I think this is a mismatch. So that's why this is my first leg in a uh, essentially a five unit parlay. That's, I got a hundred bucks on it. You got the first leg of uh, it's just a money line that you have in that. Yeah, I just got her on money yeah. line, but I'm going with a TKO uh, for my official pick. Round three, we'll say. I think it comes yeah. late. Okay. Sweet. Moving right along, and you can take this one first. We got Chris Gutierrez versus. Alatang Haley. I always get confused because I've heard Haley Alatang, but in China it's backwards. So Alatang Haley. Uh interesting fight, man. Um, I think Gutierrez was supposed to fight like Montel Jackson or something last week. Yep. yep. Cancel that. I mean, that would have been a harder fight for Gutierrez. 100 percent Absolutely. But this is an interesting one. What do you got here? I mean, I think this is like this is reasonably easy for Gutierrez. Like he dodged a bullet. Um I don't know if you saw MMA Guru talking about it, but yeah, Montel Jackson would have been a way harder fight for Gutierrez, like to the point where he could have lost that fight. I think, I think I remember you might have been backing Jackson Montel in that. I, I kind of I feel so. like we, yeah, I kind of feel like we did a breakdown when that fight hadn't dropped out yet. And I, I think I remember, I think I might have even backed Montel. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, so I, I feel like he dodged the bullet here. Um, I think the I'm not even going to try. I think the Mongolian knight, I'm not even going to try his name, um, is just a lot worse of an opponent. Like, you know, Gutierrez here ranked 15 in the world. Um, the Mongolian ranked 44 in the world. I feel like Gutierrez is going to be able to play the outside game here. Um, I think the Mongolian's sort of keys to success would be to get in there, get in close and make it dirty. And I just don't think he's going to be able to do that. Um, I, I'm trying to remember back to Gutierrez's Pedro Munoz fight and how Pedro actually won that. I think Pedro just played the outside game better with some wrestling mixed in, but I could be wrong. Do you remember that fight at all? Uh, no, it was basically just Pedro Munoz, uh, Munoz, sorry, doing the Pedro Munoz thing. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, the way that, that he was fighting Sean O'Malley, 
he beat Sean O'Malley up until that eye poke. You know what I mean? He's a good, he's a vet, man. Like the dude knows what he's doing. Um, it wasn't anything you wouldn't get much from it from watching that fight and being like, okay, yeah, I'm either more confident or less confident in Gutierrez. Pedro Munoz just knows what the fuck he's doing, man. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Pedro Munoz absolutely dominates Alatang Haley, I think, as well. But my, my thing is that, like, the only, like, serious competition that Gutierrez has faced is Munoz. You know what I yeah, mean? He, yep, he yep. lost to him. There, I, I can't. I, was, I mean, Frankie Edgar, but he's faded. Yeah, Everyone no, I was kind of. Nothing. I was kind of feeling the same same way when I was looking at the records. Um, but, uh, that girl Dana KO, that's reasonable. Um, not so much on terms of how good the opponent was, but more so like on the chin and style of fighter that Dana is. He's sort of the guy that uh, will come forward and try and do those things. I've I've been a bit of a fan of Gutierrez, watching him come up. Um, I think for this one, I think he's going to be able to get the KO. I don't think it's going to be early though. Um, he's much taller. Doesn't have much much more reach, um, but I think he's going to just be able to play the outside game better. I think he's almost going to be able to p- do to the Mongolian what Pedro Munoz did to him. Um, and yeah, ultimately he might be able to catch him late. Um, yeah, that's how I see it. I've got KO round two, round three. Uh, for the sake of this, I've got KO round two. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how I see it going. All right, I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, man, I'm on. I'm on the good tier side too. Um, it's not an incredibly exciting fight. It is interesting. Uh, Alatang Haley fighting out of fight ready here in Arizona, where I'm at. Um, this is a great gym too, by the way. It's phenomenal. They do some good work. There's some people that I listen to that do podcasts and you know talk about fights and whatnot, and they say that Alatang's a great wrestler and all this stuff. I think this is them talking up their boy. I'm on the Gutierrez side. I'm going to put an extra unit on him, even though it's not great odds. It's minus 295 right now. Um, extra unit on Gutierrez. And I think, and that's just on the money line, but I think that the, uh, I think that the decision is probably what's going to happen. I think it's a dominant, you know, 30, 27, 30, 26 type situation. Um, but a round two knockout is live, I think. So, yeah, man. I, I, I mean, uh, I, I do definitely agree. Like, if you want to, if you want to say on percentage of what's more likely, it's the decision for sure. Um, but yeah, I, the reason why I kind of add that little uh, the knockout in is because I feel, you know, you could probably catch him. Alatang sort of shoots for some really sloppy takedowns and catches something, you know. But no, I, I would tend to agree with you more and say your pick is probably the higher percentage chance. We'll see, man. It's going to be tough to. Uh... Tough to really know. There's a few fights on here that I think are are tough to predict. But um, third fight of the night, Irina Alexeva, the Russian Ronda, one of the worst nicknames of all time, versus <laughs> Melissa Dixon, who I can't tell if she's hot or not. She's got kind of a masculine jawline, but for some reason, if you look at her eyes, she looks kind of attractive. I, I don't know. It's making me question things. I'm not. I would really agree. And. I even had to go and watch an interview and stuff because I just wanted to hear her voice and demeanor to like help my decision on whether she was hot or not. And I, st- I still haven't made a decision because her you know, voice yeah. is really strange. I don't know if you've heard it, but it's like the most high pitched London voice you've ever heard. You're like, well, that kind of doesn't fit what she looks like. Yeah, it's weird. Weird. Okay. 
yeah i don't know maybe maybe not hearing the voice will uh will increase like she cares like it'll increase her <laughs> chances of getting with me right uh but no man i you know her and uh who's that other one hannah goldie like i can't tell if hannah goldie's hot or not she got she's got a really morning. pretty face but just too too much muscle it's it's weird well, she got cut this morning, so you won't have to worry about her any longer. Okay, good. I, I'm I'm glad I don't have to worry about another chick. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Irina Alexeva versus Melissa Dixon here. Uh, you got this this really interesting kind of matchup. Um, I think, uh, yeah, for the life of me, I do not understand why Irina is the underdog here. I'm on Irina. Um, she's the second leg in my big parlay of the evening. I've got a third leg, third and final leg. There's two underdogs on it to, to, you know, spoil it a little bit. Uh, along with Emily Ducote, Irina Alexeva is my second leg. And I think that she gets a finish here as well. I, a lot of people say she's first round or bust. There's no proof of that really, you know? So I think that, I mean, she's only fought a few times, She's actually a very attractive girl if she doesn't have this dikey haircut, dude. I don't know what she's doing. But um she's trying to be like a excuse me, like a thug rose type thing. I don't know what's what's going on there. But um yeah, man, she's won unanimous decisions at lower levels. She's won by first round. Usually if she's getting a finish, it is by the first round. But yeah, man, I got um submission round two for Irina Alexeva. Um, against Melissa Dixon here, and I'm I'm high on it. I'm going to put an extra unit on there as well. That is on the money line. That's very surprising to me because, like, I don't even need to say anything. I have Alex Eva submission round two. Was going to put an extra unit. I did okay. tape on this fight. Uh, I like Melissa Dixon, but she's just a lot more timid than Irina. She shares a similar sort of game plan to win, but she's just a lot less aggressive and. What she's shown in fights is that lack of aggression harms her. She does get the finish. She's 5-0, and obviously, so she's yeah. never lost. But um, if you go back and watch some of her fights, first round, she is getting fucked up um, in a lot of these fights uh, until she's not, you know. Uh, that that uh, Daria Zelobababa, that one, I watched right. that one last night, ground and pound, four minutes, 59 seconds. She was losing like four minutes and two seconds of that fight. Interesting. You know, and, until she wasn't. Um, and it was due to a lack of aggression, not skill. Um, Russian Ronda's aggressive. She's got a lot of first round finishes. Um, but I think Melissa Dixon's, uh, just skill will be able to possibly hold her out for that first round. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I like everything you said is, is what I was going to come up with. I'm, I've got, I'm putting an extra unit as well. Yeah. Um, okay. I will be looking for – I'm still waiting on the props to drop for, like, submission, round two, round three, blah, blah, blah. But I already have a bet on her money line. I think it's, like, plus 140 or something like that. So, yeah, um, that's crazy. I, I didn't. I, I really thought you you probably would have been going with the uh, new hot prospect 5-0. and oh, But, no, we're, we're in absolute agreement. Yeah, man, so much so that I've got her in a parlay here. I put, like I said, 100 bucks. That's five units for me. Uh, on, on a parlay with her, Ducate, and one other fighter fighting later. Um, yeah, man, uh, I, I don't get it. I, I maybe we're missing something here, and it does make me a little uncomfortable that we're both, you know, in agreement here because we were last week too. Uh, both of us having the worst week of our betting careers last week. So <laughs> either we're we're you know 
going to have to start disagreeing on cards later after we as we continue to do this or you know maybe maybe that was just an off week but this is your uh start here Terrence McKinney T-Rex uh versus Brendan Marote I think Marote is what they're calling this kid um his nickname is the kid as well but what do you think about this man not much to talk about here honestly yeah, man, I my man T Rex. I like McKinney. Always do. Always bet on McKinney. Don't care if the dude he's fighting his way out of his league or not. I, McKinney's cool. Um, but I'm just mixing it up with this one. I'm just going submission round one, and everyone's on the KO round one. Um, I'm going submission round one. Um, seems like Brandon Moreau. I didn't tape Moreau, but it seems like he likes to play around a little bit on the ground. Um, you know, McKinney hits hard. If you get hit hard, sometimes you shoot. Uh, and, yeah, I'm just mixing it up. Uh, I'll, I'll, I've got McKinney and some parlays. We'll probably do the McKinney round one straight bet, no no method, just to sort of help me. And then I'll I'll look to have a look at what the uh, submission is because it's probably pretty high since everyone's assuming KO. But, yeah, I'm just mixing it up on this one, going submission, not KO. Uh, I would put an extra unit on McKinney, but he is just yeah. so steamed that oh, it's just, just not worth it. So. Yeah, that's where I'm at on that one. Yeah, I think Brendan Marote is a good uh, fantasy play. Um, you know what I mean? If you're if you're doing multiple uh, plays, I think you got to have Marote in one of them because uh, Terrence is 9,500. He's the most expensive fighter on the card, and <laughs> Brendan Marote is 6,500. So you know if this gets into round two, round three, and you know Marote is, is surprising us, you know Marote has that shot, man. Um, I think that, you know, if I'm if I'm McKinney, if I'm his team, this is such a fucking mismatch. And and I told you I like to do, you know, my my expensive parlays lately with this new strategy that I have that's paid off fairly well. Um I like to find mismatches and parlay them up. This is like you said, it's too wide. Minus five fifty. You have to put five hundred fifty dollars on this dude to get a hundred bucks back. It's not worth it. Um this is a mismatch though. So why wouldn't McKinney try to go out there and fight for five minutes and then try and finish it in round two, round three, just to get himself comfortable with extending fights. If I was his team, I'm telling him this. I'm like, dude, go out there. You can get this done. Don't just go out there and spark this dude. Now, the first time that he did fight safe, he lost, right? I think that was uh, Eric Gonzalez was the time. No. When was this? He fought safe recently. It wasn't Nazim. Maybe it was Nazim. Um, where he tried to go out there and kind of be a little bit calm. He he was fighting on the ground and whatnot. Uh, it must have been that Nazim Sadikov fight. But he lost that in round two, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know, dude. I think he can go out there, he can outclass this Brandon Moreau kid everywhere, and he can he can extend this and he can make people get away from that narrative that he's a round one or bust fighter, and that's good for him, I think. So I'm going to get a little wild here. I'm going to go with the knockout for Terrence McKinney round two. But realistically, what I would bet heavily is round one. And then I would sprinkle a knockout round two. Um, McKinney likes to be flashy like that. I think I wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit of wrestling just to push himself. You you got to understand, too, or you got to think, I should say, that Terrence McKinney is trying to get his cardio better constantly. I mean, he's a young dude. He's 29 years old. Why are you not just going to be constantly running, constantly trying to get that cardio better and try to pace yourself more? So Man, I think there's a perfect opportunity for that. 
some of these fighters, I think I've got better cardio than, and I smoke like it's crazy. But man, I fucking I run a lot, and yeah, I, I don't get it with some of them. I'm like, you it's your like job, not even to fucking be in shape. running, dude. Like, and I'm not talking about dudes that get gassed in like the third round, like. After 12 minutes of fighting, yeah, you're, you're probably going to be pretty gassed no matter who you are. But I'm talking about dudes that get gassed after like three minutes. I'm like, yeah, what like are you doing, bro? Like, like, you got to have more cardio. I've got more cardio than that. Well, you think that, but fighting at that level, like the endorphins and all this shit, like like, like we were talking about, he's young. He, he feeds into the hype. It is, there is something to be said, because I used to race at a fairly high level motocross. And people don't think that that's a physically demanding sport, but it is. And, you know, I, I haven't done it in 10 years, 15 years, but it is exhausting. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely I mean, I, exhausting I, doing that. I do. I compete in marathons like one or two a year. No, we're not talking like Nick Diaz style, but I've, I've done a few marathons and I'll be doing another one. What's in a few months. Yeah. Like, so I, I, I like I, I, I've run a little bit. So like, it's just when I see these guys after two or three minutes, another one is like Abu Smagomedov when he fought Strickland. I'm like, dude, you haven't even wrestled. All you've done is thrown kicks. Like I can throw fucking kicks and walk backwards for three minutes, dude. Like, what are you doing? Do you run at all? Like, it's just well, crazy. Some of these guys, the, the reason why these guys make gas so much, and I'm not disagreeing with you that you probably have yeah, some better yeah. cardio than uh, some of these dudes, but Add the adrenaline on to, on top of that because there's no adrenaline in a marathon, right? You're just going out there and you're you're going you're you know what's going on. There's no there's no serious adversity unless there's like mm. some fucking massive crowd and they're all yelling or something, you know. Like there's nothing like that in a marathon. So maybe that's what it is for these dudes. But I just for the life of me, I can't understand how it's your job to have good cardio. That's part of the job, right? That's one of the requirements. And these dudes go in there like Terrence McKinney with all the talent in the world, and they haven't improved their cardio over like a couple of years. So I think he's improving that. I think this is a good chance for him to try and show that. I think a round two KO is very live here just to try and like, you know, fuck around for a round. Um, it wouldn't be smart at all, but I think that um, he's got to do something to to kind of gain more interest in himself, right? Because the, the round one thing, it's such a stereotype with Terrence McKinney. So we'll see what's up, man. I think it's a, it's a hell of a fight though. It's, it's going to be fun, dude. Every time Terrence McKinney fights, it's super fun. Um, Next up is Tanera Lisboa. I always have a tough time pronouncing her name versus Ravenna Oliveira. A lot of people saying Ravenna Oliveira is hot. I don't see it. I mean, she looks like a fucking mom. I mean, these these Mexican moms out here, she's black, I think, but these Mexican moms all have the same face uh, out here in Tucson, Arizona. It's not attractive. It's, you know, a dime a dozen out here. I don't see the the attractiveness in, uh, in Ravenna. Uh, not to say that, you know, she can't maybe fight. In this case, though, I don't think that she can fight. I don't think that she's very good. You look at the promotions that she's fought in. Let's take a look real quick. We'll scroll down here. We've got LKC, MC Fight, Demo Fight, Apira. There's no two of the same. Piedmont Fight, Imperium, Premier. Croco Combat. Huh? Croco Combat. And, and that was her first fight ever, and she got a draw. She's never fought twice in the same promotion. These are all fake promotions as far as I'm concerned. She's gotten a few finishes. She's gotten six knockouts. All of her fights are by finish. Uh, she's been submitted one time. But what are these promotions? I think that they're fake. 
I think it's a padded record. Um, all of the, I, I forgot to mention too, all of the uh, fighters records that you see. Let's uh, check those out really quick as well. Eight and five, not bad. Zero and zero, zero and zero, zero and zero, one and one, zero and one, zero, zero. You get the idea. Zero and zero, zero and zero, zero and one. The f- the only fighter that she's ever beat, she beat by ground and pound at the end of the fight. I don't know, man. I don't see anything that Ravenna has to offer. She is the younger woman by a little bit. I think it's uh, Lisboa here, man. I think Lisboa probably by decision, though. Um, I don't think that that this is too crazy. I don't think we need to overthink this, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, so I didn't do too much into this fight, but I do have a few little things to say about it. So Lisboa isn't too bad. She's been fighting for a long time. Um, Her first ever professional fight was against Valentina Shevchenko in Muay Thai. She only lost to her by decision um, all the way back in 2010. Uh, she fought Norma Dumont in her third fight ever. Um, she's been around. She's fought some people. What was her second uh, fight ever? Yeah. Oh, well, her first ever MMA fight was Norma Dumont. Um, and then, yeah, she fought Valentina Shevchenko in her first ever MMA fight. <laughs> and then in her first ever UFC fight, she choked out Jessica Rose Clark in the third round um, at four minutes 20. So she fought for 14 minutes and then choked a reasonable women's prospect out. She's flown under the radar a little bit to a few people. I don't think she's great. I don't think she's incredible. Right. But I think she finishes this girl. I think she probably submits her in maybe the first or second round. Okay. Um, maybe it can go a little bit later, but I just feel like the stuff you were talking about with Ravina Oliveira, she hasn't, she hasn't shown that she's that great. She's been smashing cans. And losing to Cairns, quite frankly, you know. Lisboa was like, oh, I might try some Muay Thai. Fights Valentina Shevchenko. I might find some, try some MMA. Fights Norma Dumont. Like, she's she's fought people. So, yeah, I, I, I'm doing a little sneaky one. I'm going Lisboa by finish. Uh, I have submission round two. I'm waiting for props to drop. I'm sure they're going to be pretty high because I don't think people are really expecting this to be a finish. I don't think people are even really looking this as an opportunity to make some money. Um, but yeah, well, actually, so props have just dropped, uh, plus 225 submission, plus 275 KO. Uh, we'll have a quick look at the rounds here. Uh, the two three for Lisboa is plus 270. The 1-2 is plus 120. So you got plus money on all of these things. They're not as high okay. as what I thought they would be. Um, but yeah, just, uh, like it's, we don't actually... have to go too crazy, but it's just a little something to look out for. I like what for. you're I like what you're thinking there, honestly. Um, Cause yeah, I didn't realize that she's won all of her wins. She's gotten all of her wins by finish. Her only losses are by decision, right? I mean, or no, I guess she's gotten finished once by sub. Um, so yeah, man, that's. Uh, and that was the Norma Dumont in her first MMA fight. Yeah. So yeah, I think that you might be right on this one. You were saying I, I might be right on the, uh, I think it was the. Gutierrez fight but yeah I think that you might be right on this one so yeah realistically that's probably a better look a sub at some point uh you said round one or two I think so yeah but I mean like her history shows that the round three is is possible too so but I, I like the round one two just because of the opponent well my thing is that she's so much younger Oliveira's like uh is 26 to 38 though I'm so fucking bad at math what's that six years 
And I mean, Liz Bowa, you know, when she fought Valentina, that was 2010. You know, she's, it's just, and, and there could, there absolutely could be, you, know, you saying that, there absolutely can be something to say about the fact that Liz Bowa's had such a long career with such little fights in it, you know, right. a bit like big breaks and whatnot. So there is absolutely something to be said there. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like the age may not make up for the skill gap in this particular sure. one. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to stick with what I said, although I do think that yours is more exciting and it's uh, potentially more realistic to submission round one or two. I'm going decision, though. Uh, any extra units there? Uh, what is she? Right uh, now, Liz Boa, if I can find this lady, is a minus 335. Not too exciting. Yeah, I will skip that one. Yeah. Don't blame you. Okay. Darren <laughs> Alkins versus TJ Brown. Downtown TJ Brown. I believe this is my shot here. Um, man, TJ Brown sucks ass. I will say a 17 and 10 record. A lot of people are really high on this dude because he's uh, associated with uh everyone's favorite Bible thumper in the uh, UFC, right? <laughs> the, I mean, wild. I, I, I'm a Christian. I consider myself to be Christian. I lean towards it. Uh, I'm a conspiracy guy, but holy shit is Bryce Mitchell cringe. Comparing himself to Jesus when he gets poked <laughs> in the eye. Wild. I think that that's kind of supposed to be blasphemous, but I guess not if you're up your own ass that far. Darren Elkins, though, old as shit. I mean, uh, old when we're talking about MMA, 39 years old versus 33. Really, really hard to pick this one. I have to go with TJ Brown, okay? Not because he's the better fighter. Darren Elkins is the far better fighter. If this was three, four, five years ago, Darren Elkins wins this in the first round. But I think TJ Brown is going to cut Darren Elkins up the first time he connects with any any limb because of all this scar tissue that Darren Elkins has. Do you remember his nickname? The damage. Yeah, I know. It's tattooed on his chest, like massively. It's not in this picture, but <laughs> uh yeah, you can't forget the guy's nickname. I think that the damage comes from the damage he's taken. He, he's not feeding too much damage <laughs> to anybody uh these days. It's sad, man. You know, uh, obviously the dude's getting out there, he's getting a paycheck, he's probably getting a decent amount of money for it, but I, I don't see him winning this. Um, I have him. I think, let me see if I have him in an underdog parlay. I don't think I do, but I might because I just really don't have confidence. I did a much smaller parlay that was underdog heavy. Not that my other one isn't underdog heavy, but let me just double check really quick. Um, Yeah, so I do have Darren Elkins in a small uh, $15 parlay. That's 1.5 units, or that's 0.75 units for me. Um, It's a long shot parlay. Um, and I'll just tell you what that is right now. Oh, no, actually, I won't because it's going to spoil the other picks. <laughs> but it's $15 into $438. So I know it's a long shot. I know it's probably not going to hit. I figured I'd take it because Darren Elkins realistically does have a chance against an incompetent low IQ fighter like TJ Brown. I think if he loses this, TJ Brown could be out. But I also think that the UFC is giving TJ Brown this fight to make him look better. Um, Darren Elkins, an established name, a vet. I think he wins. I think it's probably round three or a decision. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to get Darren Elkins out of there, but yeah, man. Uh, gun to head, I'm going decision, TJ Brown. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I 
would tend to agree with most of what you said. Darren Elkins, probably at higher skill levels, but he's just old and fights like he's old. He fights like a geriatric old man, takes a lot of damage. He's nearly 40. Um, TJ Brown isn't isn't that young either, to be quite honest, and probably doesn't have the greatest fight IQ. Um, but I think I'd trust him to just grind out a decision in this one. Um, and ultimately, that's where I sit, Brown by decision. Um, I think the odds are there for me to put an extra unit on it, so I will. I'll put an extra unit on TJ Brown. Um, oh. But yeah, I, I, I do I do agree that Elkins definitely has a has ways to win this and definitely has a chance to win this. I 100%. just don't feel like he will. But uh, I guess we'll see. This this is one I could be wrong on. This is one we both could be wrong on. So, but yeah, yeah, clearly, yeah, it's a fist fight. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll fill everybody in with these uh, three other legs in my long shot parlay. And it really isn't a long shot parlay. The long shots are Darren Elkins and one other fighter. But uh, the other two are, are actual favorites. Um, well, no. I guess we just got one big favorite on that parlay. But uh, I know the suspense is killing everybody. But geez, <laughs> you know, we'll get there. Um I started with that one. You are leading here on my favorite fight of the night, the one that I'm most excited about, Christian Rodriguez versus Cameron Simon. Tell me your thoughts on this one. Uh, yeah, so we saw Christian fight with uh, Raul Roses. Um, and and I think on that fight. C-Rod did. So I missed that. weight on that Raul Rosas fight, and he also okay. missed weight on this fight. Oh, he missed weight. Oh, did he? I didn't know that. I haven't watched the weigh-ins yet. Okay. Yeah, he wow. weighed in. Uh, this fight against Cameron Simon, I think Cameron Simon weighed in at 136, and uh, C-Rod weighed in at 140. 130, 140. Okay, so, yeah, that's a pretty big miss. Um, yeah, well, he good. did the same thing. It was similar to that. It was a pretty big miss against Rosas as well. Yeah, well, uh, I haven't you seen can see that, that yet. here on Tapology okay. the scale. So missing weight. I, so I'll say I had I had Simon submission round three. But I'm trying to think to myself whether that that alters my decision um, because the way I was seeing this fight is they're both pretty close. Shit, they're both pretty close in skill level. Um, you know, we, we saw C-Rod kind of surprise everyone last time with his last fight. Uh, but I, I, I just felt that Simon was more aggressive, like in the positions that C-Rod seemed to get Raul in, he wasn't, wasn't aggressive enough to finish it. Um, I just feel like when Simon gets, you know, full mount on someone or whatever, he's just a, like, he's like kind of like a mini Drickus, you know, he'll just start winging crazy, sl- start sl- slapping your ribs and you know he just he just is more aggressive um but i'm trying because i picked the round three i'm trying to decide whether the weight weight miss to me means that potentially he'll be less likely to be finished or more likely to finish will will that affect his gas tank um so yeah, I, I I'm on the Simon side. I am on the finish side and I have round three and I will lock that in. I will put an extra unit on Simon as well. Um, but I'm guessing, yeah, my method and round could be wrong now with this weight miss. I I'm not quite sure how that affects my decision yet. 
Okay. Have to have to think about that and internalize that. That might be a bet for bef- just before the fights type thing. So I just crossed out my own. I don't know if you can see that right there. I crossed out Simon plus one unit because I wanted to do the same thing. Um, but for the sake of just spicing it up a little bit, because Simon is my third leg in that Emily Ducante, Irina Alexeva, Cameron Simon parlay. That's $100 into $643. Um, I think it's absolutely live. I think that that is going to hit. That's why I placed it. Uh, I don't just have a hundred dollars to waste. Uh, you know, I, I obviously, you know, I, I set that money aside to gamble with and whatnot, but I'd rather win $643 than just donate a hundred dollars to the casino. So I think that that hits everyone sitting here talking about how great Christian Rodriguez is after this, this fucking fight against this kid that really isn't very good, man. Um, Raul Rosas Jr. is not good. I mean, he's not he's not at the level. And, you know, I'm not a big Tatsuo Tyra fan, but Tatsuo Tyra is far better than I know they're different weight classes, whatever. I think he's flyweight. Um, you know, Tatsuo Tyra is a legitimate prospect. Tatsuo or I'm sorry, uh, Raul Rosas is a gimmick at this point. He's 19 years old, I think, maybe 18. He's not great. He's great for his age. So. The best thing, that, in my opinion, that Christian Rodriguez did, and he seems like a very likable dude for the record. I'm not shitting on Rodriguez. Seems like such a cool dude, um, more so than Cameron Simon. Cameron Simon, it seems like he could be maybe maybe gay or something, which is fine, but it seems a little weird. Uh, him and his, uh, he has he gets a really gay look in his eyes when he looks at his trainer, and uh, I don't know, just it was just kind of weird how he looks at him. But nonetheless, he's a great fighter. Um, I think that the best thing that Rodriguez did, man, was not get tired against Rodriguez. I think that's the very best thing that he did. Um, or against uh, Rosas, sorry. So Rodriguez not getting tired against Rosas is is uh, the best thing that he did, and, and that's what made him edge out a decision over a kid. You know what I mean? So it was a unanimous decision, but it wasn't impressive. Um it was impressive live because we didn't really realize that that Raul Rosas could be beaten. But I think Cameron Simon beats uh, beats Rosas as well. I think he's more well-rounded. I think he's uh, a, a more technical version of DDP. You know, he's not uh, more talented than DDP. I think DDP is like a purely physical, like just freak athlete. And that's what's gotten him his wins. But Simon hasn't he- filled out yet either. He hasn't. He he looks a lot bigger than this picture. This is a young picture. This has got to be three or four years old because he looks bigger. He's actually, he looks a lot bigger. He's going to um, size up. He's bigger looking than Christian Rodriguez is when you look at the face-offs, which is wild because you think with the four-pound weight miss for C-Rod that he would be bigger than Simon, but Simon's actually bigger looking than, than C-Rod is, so... Yeah, man, I'm heavy on the on the Simon side. I do think that it goes to decision, though. I think that this is a three-round fight. I think it could be a split. Um, I, I lean towards a unanimous decision. But if it goes to decision, man, C-Rod's really going to have to set himself apart to uh, blow out another prospect. These judges seem to kind of fall in line with what the UFC wants, and they want an undefeated prospect in uh, Cameron Simon. So um, if it goes to decision, I'm going to be fairly confident. Obviously, I'm going to be sweating balls because – it's going to come down to my my big parlay of the night hitting based on what Cameron Simon does. 
does here. So, yeah, man, I'm on, I'm on the side of Simon. Even though Rodriguez is fighting out of fight ready, it says Rufus Sport here. He gets his boxing training from Rufus Sport. He gets his wrestling training and jujitsu training from fight ready here in Arizona. Tough to go against a dude fighting out of fight ready, but I got to do it. I'm just uh, trying to bet with my head here and not my heart. So, uh, yeah, man. I, and you, dude, you know I don't like Simon. I've, I've talked shit every time this dude fights. And so what was your... Your method, ultimately? I think. My method is decision. Probably okay. a, yeah. a, a unanimous, but it could be a split, but I would see a decision. You have a plus one unit. I had a plus one, but I don't want to just be in line on every single fight here. The only – we don't have a single disagreement on this card yet, so I don't want to have Hey, multiple... I mean, sometimes, sometimes that's just the way it is, you know? I know, but yeah, I mean, like I, I have two units on the board. You've got three so far, so I'll save mine for later. It's no big deal. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I am, uh, I'm high on Simon for this for sure. Uh, this is going back to you, Michelle Perea versus Andre Petrosky. There we go. Yeah, I mean, uh, so this is Michelle's uh, middleweight debut, I believe. Um, yep. Well, he's fought there a long time ago. Okay. UFC. Okay, fair enough. Um, so I'll be interested to see, uh, well, I mean, you've already seen how, how do they stack up size wise with each other? Well, oh yeah. Michelle looks bigger, dude. Yeah. Okay. I thought that may be the case, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of want to go Petrovsky. Um, I picked Pereira decision and I kind of do want to go Petrovsky, but I just feel like there just may be a skill gap here. You know, Pereira's had nearly 40 fights, man. You know, and he's not a Sturdy. world beater. Yeah, he's not a world beater or anything. Wow, he's only thirty. That's fucking surprising. I thought he was older. Everyone than that. says that, is, that, man. That is fucking insane, dude. What the That's fuck? How can he only be thirty? Thirty yeah. in one week. So it's not like he's like nearly thirty-one. Like he's just turned thirty. That is. Incredible. That's why I that wanted to bring insane. it up, man. Because any time on other shows and other times I've heard people bring up that Michelle Perea is thirty years old, everyone always is like, "What the fuck." I thought that you knew that already, but yeah, man, he's actually two years younger than the far less experienced Andre Petrovsky is. Yeah, man, I, 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 man, I'm gonna go Pereira decision. Like, I just think there's just a big skill gap. Petrovsky's good, and and he's got a good story behind him, you know, and he and he's he's got the whole mentality. He's he's got it all there. He wants to be great, but I just think he's running into a guy here. Um, that's got more skill and is probably like super fucking, you know, he, he missed weight and didn't get to fight Stephen Thompson. He's probably pissed off with everyone, the world and himself, you know? So I feel like he's just probably going to school this guy. I just don't know if he's going to be able to finish him. That could be where I'm wrong. Um, I think I'm pretty safe in saying that Pereira's going to win. Uh, just the method that I'm choosing maybe way off, you know, he could go out there and finish this dude in one round. Um, it seems like, 50% of the people that are picking Pereira are picking him by finish as well. Um, but yeah, man, uh, that's where I'm at. I'm on the Pereira decision side, and I will put an extra unit on Pereira. Smart man. Yeah, I may have to come back and uh, see where I want to put my extra units by the end of this whole thing. But I'm on that same side, dude. Um, no need to uh, you know drag this one out much, but... I was not impressed at all with Petrosky's performance against Mearshart. I bet on Mearshart. Um, I, I was so angry. I think, I don't know if you did or not. I remember that we talked about this though, and we were both skeptical of Mearshart in this. I think I bet I, on Petrosky. 
I think you bet I Petrovsky? Did. Okay. I'm pretty sure I did, yeah. Okay. So probably, probably not big. And I don't, I think he was a pretty large favorite as well. So I think it was like super sweaty and like, fuck, this is shit. So yeah, it wasn't like it was some smart pick anyway. Well, to go out there and be a, a massive, let's see what the odds were if we can go back and look at that. Because uh, if he was a massive favorite against Mearshart and then just won a fucking split decision. That's what I mean. Like, so that's, that's not, I'm pretty sure he was a massive favorite. And that's what I mean. It's not like it was some great pick because slight. I mean, minus 230. To me, that's actually considerable. They call it a moderate favorite. Um, anything, anytime you're having to put down two, I mean, imagine that for the layman out there, $230 to win a hundred dollars. That's considerable to me. So, uh, yeah, fairly good sized favorite. Yeah, man. Mearshart is not, he, he hasn't been delivering um very well at all so yeah then i'm on the i'm on the Perea side um supposedly i mean he's training at the ufc pi he's massive he, he his hand speed is crazy um i think he would have knocked out wonder boy honestly i think he would have done it probably round two round three um or maybe round one even because uh the dude supposedly has bad cardio i think the added weight is going to be a benefit to him because he's not, you know, depleting himself. He's not dehydrating himself. Andre Petrosky, we can't forget his cardio is shit too. This is going to be a rough, uh, a rough look if we get in round three. I think that this is probably a round one Perea knockout, dude. I, that's what I'm going with. So I'm not doing an extra unit, but I think that that is where I would go. Round one. Did you say round one or round two? I went decision, but I oh, said, that, that, but I, but I said. That's where I could be wrong because I felt like, yeah, he absolutely could run out and just just put it on this dude and absolutely starch him. So yeah. I'm not going. I'm I'm choosing decision, but that's not what I'm going to be betting. I'm betting the money line and the finish. So okay, yeah, man, uh, we got uh, two great fights. One is like, why the fuck is this next fight the co-main? But th- this should be the co-main in my opinion. This has some stakes. This I was thinking really the exact same thing. Yeah, exact same thing. Could be fight of the night, man. Honestly, Jonathan Martinez, super underrated, kind of low flying, badass dude. I mean, I I think I know for a fact that I had him against Saeed Nurmagomedov. I think you might have too. I I was talking that up big to a lot of people. I was like, you need to choose this guy, man. He was like plus two hundred, plus two fifty. I was like, you need to choose Martinez. He's gonna win. He's gonna win. Everyone was against me, and then. He yeah. fucking pulled it off, man. And I went third round KO by his leg kicks. That's what I was choosing in that fight. And, and he, he got close. He, he got, I mean, he put that on and I was like, dude, he's going to fucking do it. But he still pulled it off, got the win, unanimous. Yeah. And unanimous, I was super yeah, was happy. Really yeah. I was super happy that that, that happened because yeah, he was, he was a big underdog and people were just riding that in the Magomedov name. And I was like, no, man, you don't know this Martinez dude. He's good. Well, and people didn't realize that, that that Saeed is more of a striker than a wrestler. You know what I mean? You hear Nurmagomedov and you're like, oh, shit, this dude's going to wrestle this guy in the next week. That dude's a striker. You know what I mean? He's, he's a well-rounded fighter, but I don't know. We'll get into this fight here because uh, Adrian Yanez, man, Yanez is, is, I think, and I'm just going to come come out with it here, I think that this is a really, really buy low price on Yanez. I think because of his loss to Rob Font, right? He wasn't supposed to lose that fight. Now, I skipped over 
some of my picks here in my underdog parlay. But this is a pick'em fight, which is really interesting to me just because of the level of both of these dudes. So um did we miss a fight? Is Lacerda Lacerda and Chires is off. Oh my god. Again, what the fuck? I didn't wow, even realize. Lacerda medical issue. Fuck, man. That was one of my parlay pieces. Didn't even know. Yep, I, I'm. I'm having a look. I'm. Why haven't yeah, I got I mean, money right back? Here, yeah. I'm surprised I haven't got my money back yet for those bets. That's why I didn't realize. Because usually when I have money back, I'm like, oh, something's been cancelled. There you go. They haven't. Yeah. Damn, dude. Well, fuck, man. Because yeah, I had Darren Elkins, Daniel Acerta, uh, Michelle Perea, and to spoil my pick here, Adrian Yanez again. Mostly underdog pick with kind of uh, Michelle Perea being the anchor there. Where were you on that Chires the certified? Uh Chires round two, round three is where I was where I was sitting, yeah. I was gonna go Lacerda decision, dude, for a long shot because that was <laughs> ten to one. Ten yeah, to he, one for a fucking He decision. does not have a decision in him. That's why it should be five thousand to one. <laughs> Man, I heard him sitting there talking. No, it was ten thousand to one. Uh, no. Uh what did I say? One thousand to one. So he was talking with uh, uh, Santino, Santino DeFranco, that owner of Fight Ready out of Arizona. And Santino was the dude that made Lacerda go out there and fight Chires a little more conservatively. Now, he still supposedly lost in round one. But if you go back and watch that fight, Lacerda was dominating the fight, dude. He took him down. He was dominating that fight. And uh, Chires just caught him in something because Lacerda was his first time going out and doing this. I think at this point you have to kick Lacerda out of the UFC, man. He has a medical issue on this fucking. I, it sucks because I like the dude and I was going to bet him here, but fuck, he fucked my bet up. That was like the biggest underdog that I had, and my fifteen dollar parlay was probably going to go from four hundred thirty eight to like two hundred now. So, um, yeah, fuck this dude. He se- he can't seem to get a handle on what's going on, but. We'll move to the uh, fight that we were discussing here. I spoiled what I was saying. I was going to go with Adrian Yanez here. Better better striker, I think. Um, it is a little nerve-wracking that, he, you know, for a boxer, he doesn't push in too much. He kind of likes to be at distance, which is where Martinez wants you because you can get those leg kicks off. But Yanez is going to know that he has to check leg kicks. He's got the power. I, I don't know, man. I think that he's got this, dude. I think that he's going to knock out Martinez probably round two. Um, it could be round one, but I think Yanez gets this one done here. And uh, I'll go an extra unit. Okay, nice. Um, I'm on the other side. I've got a little parlay going with the uh, – I got Arena Alexeva. This is just in terms of like the better better sort of odd ones. I've got Arena Alexeva, Cameron Simon, and then it finishes off with Jonathan Martinez. That's a three-leg uh, parlay, I think it's like plus a thousand. Um, so it's pretty nice there. Yeah, I just think Jonathan Martinez is going to be able to play the distance game. I think he's a better fighter, and that's like these odds are great. Like split, that's where they should be because Yanez is is good. Um, I, I like Yanez. I've been a fan. I'm a fan of both of these guys. So this is one of those fights where it's just like. But I normally say I don't like these fights because I don't want to pick a guy to lose. I'm all right doing it in this situation because it's great matchmaking. Same age, from the same place, same skill set, same weight, nearly the same height. Like, this is fucking great matchmaking. Yeah. You're putting two guys that are like nearly carbon copies with different 
just with like different, uh, you know, they've got the same tools, but it's like, I don't even know how to explain it, how to put it in a good analogy. I don't know how, how handy you are with tools, but it's almost like they've got the same tools, except they're different brands of tools, you know, like they're so similar, but they've got like different things that'll make them shine. Um, Ultimately I'm, I'm picking Martinez the same way I was picking him against Usman. Uh, I think it's going to be a late KO. Um, Was it Usman? Usman Namagamadov? Am I getting the name wrong? No, it was Saeed. Saeed. There's so many of them, man. Usman is fucking ridiculous. Bellator, Bellator, yeah. There's so many fucking... Wait, is this Usman and Bellator? Or is that... Who's the the one that's at Bantamweight that was supposed to fight for the champion? Bro, I don't even know. That's what I mean. There's so many of them at this point. There's like six Namagamadov. There you go. Yeah. He's a UFC one, I think. Usman, Saeed, yeah. Yeah, there's fucking so many. So, ultimately, I'm picking him the same way against us picking against Saeed, uh, late KO round three, uh, could be leg kicks, could be catching with a, with a, you know, distance hook. Um, yeah, but I don't blame you for picking Yanez. Like I said, this is great matchmaking. Um, these dudes are pretty much the same guy. Uh, it's going to, it's good. This is going to be a fun fight. This should be co-main. I don't know why they picked this shitty fucking next fight as co-main. Weird. It's just should be bottom of the card, but yeah, anyway, it's it going to be, be a great fight. Area. Um, excited for this one, and yeah, I'm on the Martinez side. Extra unit, you got one more. Uh, yeah, I will put it on here because I, I, I just a, as a little bit of a spoiler, I, I really, it, it, I, I don't know where to go on the last on the last fight, so I'm not putting an uh, extra unit there, and I'm definitely not putting one on the next fight. So yeah, I'll use my last one here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're split here. One thing too, if you watch the. Let me actually pull this up. I don't know if it's going to play clearly for you, but I want to see, dude, if you can see this and see what you make of it. Because uh, Adrian Yanez stumbles, in my opinion, and I actually commented this. Um, and the only comment, the only reply that I got was someone going, shh. I said, that, is it just me or did Adrian Yanez stumble after they hugged and he turned around? And this one dude just said, Shh, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It was, it was a really weird situation there. Is this the face-offs? Okay. No, I want to go to, yeah, that's the... it. Oh, you don't want face-offs. That was, no, I want face-offs, but I want to do the MMA, um, this blue one here. What is this blue shit? MMA, uh, junkie. So we'll go and we'll see if we can find this. But yeah, the face-offs, man. And then I don't know if you saw this too. This Hunter I watched Campbell. that whole thing. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Or listened to the whole thing at work yesterday. Yeah, it was Did interesting, you? man. Because oh, you've listened to it. Because yeah, I was going. I could have broken it down a little bit for you if you wanted. Yeah, no, it's it's fascinating. A lot of people thought that it was going to be like, uh, you know, the the UFC is getting away from drug testing, and that's what I thought initially too. Yeah, me but... too. And I wanted that. I wanted <sighs> ten round, ten round fights. Fight doesn't end till someone, till someone fucking gets knocked out or taps. Everyone's on EPO. You have a new weight division, super heavyweight with just muscles coming out of people's heads. I wanted that. It would have been funny as. (laughs) All right. See if you can see this and let me know if it's choppy. Um, The volume should be on. You should be able to hear it and everything. This is Yanez and Martinez. Is it choppy? A little bit. I I can. Let's see if you can, after they hug, when he turns. 
Our co-main event is in you the see women's that? flyweight division. It's his ankle. That's an ankle. That's an ankle, bro. You think so? You don't yeah. think it was his flip-flop? Look. Our co-main event is in the women's flyweight division. Viviana. Mm, that's an ankle. That looks like an ankle, man. That's what I thought too, man. Look at this one more time, just the third time. Because I looked at it, so I was like, "Fuck!" Oh, back of the knee, back of the knee, potentially. And then, what does Martinez like to do? All right, we got four, four. Okay, look. I said, "This is me right here." Did Yanez limp walking away looked like an awkward step after he hugged? Someone says, "Shh." Someone else says, "Erase this comment, bro, please." Someone else says, "God damn, I'm glad I'm not the only one that noticed." And then someone else said, "Shit." I'm changing like, to Martinez KO round one. I don't know, man. See, that's the thing. Was it a fucking like slip or was bro, it? I, I wear flip flops 95% of my life. Look up Australians. That's, that's our thongs are our way of life, man. I've never done that in thongs. My th- yeah, mate, I wear size thirteen fucking thongs. Uh, I, I wear flippers, okay. and they don't, and they don't get caught under my feet like that. I tell you what. All right, I'm switching to Martinez too, and I, I'm I'm holding you accountable if I fucking miss this. Because I <laughs> man, that looks awkward. As, it looks awkward as fuck, and doesn't and, it? And it's it's on the leg. You know, if he shook his arm out or something, I'd be like, oh, that can't really help a KO. When you got a guy that kicks legs and a dude steps awkwardly on a leg, and then you got a bunch of people commenting, "Please, bro, delete this," because they notice the same thing. It's like, man, that these are sometimes the things we dream for—little, little bits of info that that you know sort of display a, a pretty clear narrative. So, hey, you brought that to my attention. I was already sort of on that side, but that just makes me. It, 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 I don't believe it's the shoot. He could have just awkwardly stepped, but I'm going to take that piece of information. And I'm going to run with it. Yeah, man. It's just like, it's, it's crazy. Cause like, it's just nuts that like, I was pretty high on Yanez coming into this and then just seeing that just completely tripped me up. And then like, I was telling you, I was still on the Yanez side. Cause I'm like, I don't know. My mind's just fucking like overanalyzing it. And you know, I, I thought that only one person replied. Apparently four did, and they all are kind of like, yeah, dude, what the fuck? And then now you too. So yeah, I'm yeah, switching I mean, my pick from Yanez to Martinez, and I'm putting that extra unit on it as well. It's just it's just smart. Like these are you know, like these are the types of things people try to look out for when you're trying to do picks and betting. And I almost feel like that's a gift to us. Like we've just spotted something and and it's pretty, we just watched it nine times and it's pretty kind of clear that it, 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 to me, it seemed like he's not tripping over something. He's not, yeah, man, I feel like that's a bit of a gift to us and and maybe we should just take that bit of info and run and maybe we'll be wrong, but I feel like it, it could be something that might help us. Yeah. Okay, well, shit. Um, yeah, so I'm still leaving my parlay together, even though Lacerda's out. I'm gonna see what it's at with Darren Elkins, Daniel Lacerda, who's not. I'm not getting that. Michelle yeah, maybe you, and Adrian Yanez. I'm gonna leave. Maybe that you there. keep that that parlay there, and then you you can put something on Martinez KO yeah. to almost like hedge the. You know what I mean? Or you can do yeah. a cash out, three legs in, and split the bet or whatever. Yeah. Well, and realistically, I mean, Darren Elkins, I, I, I'm very very low on him but he's the he's the first guy that has to win 
on that. And, you know, that, <laughs> that might blow up right there. So I'm just going to leave that. I'll, I'll have some Martinez plays on the side. I'm going to go Martinez. If this is the case, man, Martinez round one, I think, you know, if, if we're really leaning into this, but we'll see what happens there. Um, This is all you, buddy. Jennifer Maya versus, I think, a very attractive Viviani Arugia. Um, I mean, these girls are the same age, and Vivi just doesn't look at man. I think she is very, very attractive here. Uh, Jennifer Maya needs, like, a time machine. She looks like me in a wig kind of here without the beard. But uh, who do you got, man? I, I, this is going to be a really low-level fight like we were talking about. This should be the first fight of the night. Yeah, I really don't mean to disappoint you, but I don't have too much to say on this fight. I'm not. Really I, I expected, a, a, I mean, an hour <laughs> from you on this. I mean, I've got one single bet on this, and it's fight goes to decision, and Jennifer Meyer gets one takedown. And I think it's like plus 100 odds. So I was like, yeah, a little double up, and it's probably pretty likely. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm choosing Maya for the sake of this, but this is just, it's, it's too, like, nearly 40. I mean, I know they're five years away, but just for the sake of saying this, they're nearly 40 years old, two 40, nearly 40 year old women that have. One's way hotter than the other, though. Yeah. And they both have a very sort of wrestling heavy game. They're both short. I just. Yeah, man. I'm just going to go Jennifer Myers by decision. I don't see it being exciting. Don't. It's probably going to be 70 strikes combined for the whole 15 minutes. Right. Um. Yeah. I I don't have much more to say on that. I'm not betting on it apart from that one little one that I just said. Yeah. Got nothing. All right. Well, I'm going Vivi here. Um. Not that I'm very confident on it, but um. You know, everyone was talking about how old Viviani Arujo is. She's a fucking year older. And these are not even okay, these are right. They were saying that that Jennifer Meyer was 36 and that Vivi was 37. Um, Vivi is almost 37, but I mean two years, man. Two years difference. Um, Jennifer Meyer's lost nine times. Now I understand that she's fought 31 times versus the 16 times that Arujo's fought. But, I mean, nine losses, man. Uh, I believe some of them by finish as well. Let me double check. Yeah, she's been knocked out. She's been submitted. Lost seven times. Uh, six and five in the UFC. Vivi has not been impressive at all. But um, I just kind of think, for whatever reason, they made this matchup. She's five and four in the UFC. Real similar to um, to Jennifer Maya with the six and five. So if she gets the sixth win in the UFC... Losing to Amanda Hebos, that's not a bad loss, dude. Alexa Grasso, the current champ, beating KGB Lee, that's a great win. Caitlin Chukagian, you and me could both fight Caitlin Chukagian at the same time. We'd lose by split decision to her, okay? This is what happens when you when you fight Caitlin Chukagian. Roxanne Monteferi, not a great win. Montana De La Rosa, we saw this last weekend, bad win. But still, man, these these more recent losses and wins are are not horrible. So I'm on that side, man. Casey O'Neill, decent. Marina Moon, uh, yeah, Marina Muros sucks uh, on the Maya side. So Man and Faroe, that's a decent loss. Caitlin Chukagian, again, same story. So similar opponents that they fought. I just think for whatever reason, Vivi wins this, man. I'm not putting an extra unit or nothing, but this is a coin flip and give me the dog in a coin flip fight. Nothing else needs to be said. Horrible fight for the co-main. Wild, wild choice. 
Main event of the evening, man. Sadiq Yusuf coming off a fucking spinal surgery. Did you hear that? I I feel like I heard that he yeah, it was something similar to that was gonna be happening after John Shana's fight. I felt like he mentioned something like that, but yeah, I didn't didn't look into it, didn't really uh know what went on with that or anything afterwards. So he's yeah, so he's had a shoulder surgery and, and how long removed is he from that, do you know? Uh five months. Okay. Yeah. Well that seems pretty short to me, but I'm just an average guy, so um yeah he talked about that in his interview and i could be misquoting that it was five or six months it wasn't because he fought this dude i mean i'm six months removed nearly from a shoulder surgery and my shoulder still fucking hurts so yeah back so it surgeries. wasn't anything too like sadiq played it off like it wasn't anything too crazy like it wasn't like having to fuse shit together it was almost like a uh like preventative surgery like an elective surgery type thing where you know, he didn't really need to get it done, but he chose to do it so that he could continue his career at a high level. He seemed confident, but man, that's scary. You know what I mean? A fucking spine surgery against a beast like Edson Barbosa. And this here. is this is five rounds too, which this is gonna because just just to jump forward a little bit, I I've chosen Yusuf, but I like man, we're gonna have to discuss this a bit because I'm just so neither of them have ever fought five rounds. That I can that I could see when I looked through their records, um, I thought maybe the Bryce Mitchell fight with Barboza may have been. Then I looked and know that it was on a Covington Masvidal card, which means it would have been a three rounder. Um, I'm I'm so like I don't know where to go on this fight. And you saying now that Sadiq's six months removed from back surgery makes it just even more like I don't know where to go on this man. Because there's so many, you know, like Sadiq's coming off a submission win. You know, he's like, you know, and then... Over like a, a can. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, true, <laughs> true. <Shana> sucks. <laughs> there's, there's just so many variables to this. I don't know if you've seen photos of Edson Barboza lately. I don't know how he looked in the weigh-ins, but there was a photo of him like two or three months ago, and he absolutely looked juiced to the gills, man. Like, he was just an absolute tank. Um, and I'm pretty sure job? his last fight... Uh, Billy Quarantillo. Yep, I can see that. He knocked out Billy Q with the knee. That was an incredible knee. I see him there. He looks pretty drawn out. He looks pretty ripped, but pretty drawn out, to be honest. I'd I'd like to know how soon after the real weigh-ins this face-off is. Um, looks like to be only a well, couple was, of hours. These are the real weigh-ins. Uh, they're ceremonial, aren't they? No, these are. they all weighed in. Um, ah, and then okay. they did the face off. Then they These face off. The okay. Okay. So yeah, he's pretty drawn out. So he'll be a bit more staunched up towards the fight, I would imagine. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I'd like to hear what you got to say on it. Um, I'm, I'm just, I just really like. I, it's not for lack of research, man. I looked into this so hard because I was like, I was initially on Barboza, but then I was just like. It's five rounds. He's getting older. Steve's pretty good. But then you've thrown the back surgery thing in there. Also, he's never fought five rounds. Um, Barboza's been knocked out late before, round three. Uh, He's been taking a decision before. Like, I just, I really don't know where to go on this. Like, I've chosen Yusuf KO round four. But that's, that's just pissing in the wind. Like, there's so many ways this could go, so... I'm interested to see where you're at. 
I'm surprised that you chose uh, a KO for for somebody going against Barbosa. You'd think that uh, Sadiq's chance to win is to mix the martial arts. I mean, you look at at Barbosa here, man. The dude doesn't look old. I mean, I you thought that I mean? too, but I, but I mean, he got knocked out in round three by Giga Chikazi at one point. You know what I mean? Like he's been he, he's oh uh, here here we go. Oh, this is one I didn't see. So he lost to Kevin Lee in round five um, by Doctor Stoppage. So he has been to five rounds once. That's a and how long ago a, was that? Because this loss to Giga that you're talking about is two years ago, man. This was 2018. Okay, so we're yeah. talking at this point five years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'll, this... I'll tell you right now before we we continue discussing, man. I I was the opposite of you. I was on the Sadiq Yusuf side, and then I heard about the back surgery. I heard uh, I looked into his competition. I mean, his best win is Andre Feely. In my opinion, uh, you can push back on me. You can say Alex Caceres. You can say, I mean, it's not Don Shanus. I don't know who Sadiq's best win would be if it isn't Andre Feely. But there's no denying he seems pretty good. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, I remember when we were talking about the Don Shanus fight where we were like, yeah, dude, this is a Hail Mary to Mm. go on Don Shanus because Sadiq Yusuf is a beast, right? Mm. But you look at who he's fighting. I mean, I, I I can't I can't tell you I've seen ninety ninety percent of these dudes fight. You know what I mean? Mike Davis, I've seen. I mean, three of these dudes: Andre Feely, Gabriel Benitez. For so four of them, Alex Caceres. That's not a good win, in my opinion. Alex Caceres is good, but he's not like. I mean, the dude's not dangerous. He seems like he just goes out there. It's, for it's fun. a it's a reasonable win, but the fact that it was by decision makes it a little bit less stellar. Mm-hmm. So I was the opposite of you. You're going in, you're thinking that you wanted to pick Barbosa. I was thinking I wanted to pick Yusuf. I'm going with Barbosa now um, because I think that they're doing, I think that this is going to be a stand-up fight. If, if you know, Sadiq wants to come in there and do some crazy shit and try and mix it up, best of luck. But I don't, I don't really see too much success. Um, I think Edson Barbosa wins. I think he probably wins... I don't know. I, I could see Yusuf getting hurt, but I want to lean towards a decision. I have an extra unit on Barbosa at this point. Um, just because I wanted to use my last my last one. I still have a one left. I've got Gutierrez, Irina, Martinez, and Barbosa. Um, I'll put an extra unit probably on Simon, even though I was trying to get away from doing that. But yeah, man, I, I think that, that Barbosa's got this, man. And and look at the last few main events, right? Like how how weird have these last few main events been? Like even with even dating back to the Noche fight, where Valentina Shevchenko won that fight, but some dipshit judge gave Alexa Grasso a ten eight because they wanted Grasso to win for whatever reason. There was no ten eight round in that fight. So dating back to UFC Noche a month ago, we've had weird fucking outcomes to main events. Um, I think that the trend kind of continues here, and I think that Yusuf either gets hurt or or the underdog cashes once again. So, yeah, give me Barbosa, give me a decision, and an extra unit. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, man, I'm, I mean, I'm going to stick on the – just going to stick on to my choice, but like like I said, man, I really just it, – it could be the one where you start to creep up on me because I, I don't know where – 
to pick on this one. You know, if it gets closer to fight day, I might even live bet it, you know, like gets closer to fight day and Barboza's odds blow right out. Maybe I'll bet on him. But yeah, from not from lack of trying to find out who might win. I just, I'm pretty torn on it, man. There's so many variables. Um, I think it should be a reasonable fight too for uh, some of the things you've outlined. You know, we've got a striker against a striker with a few more tools. So it's like a, right. you know, so there could be a bit of mixed martial arts involved, but yeah, I, I, uh, even with everything we just talked about, I'm still, still torn. Don't know. No idea. Yeah, so if this is a kickboxing match, Barbosa, I think wins, you know, 19 but, times what, out of 20. One thing I did notice, and, and this means fuck all, but, um, when I was looking at odds on props, even though Barbosa's the underdog, his KO is, less than all of Yusuf's uh, finish methods. So if, even though he's less favored to win, his KO is more favored than any well, yeah, look at, prop I mean, that falls Yusuf. right in line with what Tapology thinks. I mean, Yusuf's yeah. favored to win, but Barbosa, you know, the 40% of people that are picking Barbosa to win, 70% of those people out of almost 3,000, 2.6 thousand, 70% of the 40% are picking a Barbosa knockout. No one's got him by sub, which might be a decent look, right? 1%, 1%. by sub. <laughs> um, Yusuf, I mean, you know, 60% of this 2,600 people thinking he's going to win, but I mean, you know, 28% by knockout. It's a long shot that he gets a finish. Yusuf's not dangerous. He's a great fighter, but he's not dangerous. The people that he's finishing are people like shameless Don Shanus. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know, man. I, I think it'll be a hell of a, a fight. It's going to be very entertaining. I hope that we see like a Barbosa round one knockout. I think that'd be sick. But uh, I kind of lean towards the decision. I think he beats the shit out of this dude for three or four rounds and then probably gets dominated. Um, dude, that was another thing that I wanted to talk about with the um, with the fight that fell out, the Lacerda Chires fight. It'd be wild if that ended in a draw, if that were to actually happen. Like if... <laughs> You know, Shirez gets 10 aided in the first round and then does a 10 9, 10 9. That would be the most Lacerda thing to still not get a win in the UFC after his sixth fight. So um, I don't know, man. It's a shame that that fight fell apart, but should be a good card, dude. I think that it's going to be wild. And uh, I, I did put my extra unit that I had back on Simon. I was trying to get away from it, but I don't know if I mentioned that, but. Going with something. Yeah. yeah. Confident. Yeah, and him. then and then right before that, uh, we got Tommy Fury KSI, which I don't really give a fuck about, but then there's Logan Paul, Dylan Dennis, which I do have a bit of interest in. I like the fact that Dylan Dennis split Logan Paul's head open with a microphone. That's pretty hilarious. Um and yeah, Logan Paul's just a fucking piece of shit, so I'd just like to see him lose after getting embarrassed with all the shit talk that Dylan Dennis did and Dylan Dennis has kind of grown on me, so I kind of want to see him get a dub and continue his little fucking career that he's trying to fucking pull off. Um, and that's not really MMA oriented, and the most people that listen to this are probably like, we don't give a fuck about that. But I'm sure you can all agree that Logan Paul's a piece of shit, and it'd be hilarious yeah. to see him get knocked out after all the shit that's happened. So I just thought I'd I'd bring that up since it's since you can uh, flick on the channel an hour before UFC and catch that too. I'll be hopping up an hour earlier just to catch that before I start my UFC day off. Um, but yeah, 
I, I really do hope that happens because I do see a world where it happens, you know, a juiced up Logan, Logan Paul, that's 0-3 against, let's face it, a guy who's a grappler, but been fighting since he was fucking 14 and doesn't look shaken at all by anything. So, yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty funny. I've got a few little bets on Dylan Dennis, who's plus 450. So, why not? Yeah, man, I think... Uh... Yeah, I think Dylan Dennis probably loses that fight, to be honest. Um, Possibly. I mean, Logan's cut now, so he's got cut, and it looks like he had a, a broken cheekbone, and he still wants to fight. So, I mean, all, he, all he's doing is just giving Dennis more targets to hit. So, I, I Yeah, like- I don't know, man. I, I, I uh, We'll see. I, I, I think of them like the same way I think of Israel and Palestine. People are telling you that you got to pick a side in this whole thing that's going on right now. I you couldn't give a shit. Is? I'll uh-huh. tell you what the side is. I, 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 you can pick a side in Israel-Palestine that war stops and no civilians get killed. That's the side. Like, yeah, but that's the thing is this isn't an organic war. You know what I mean? Like, it's oh it's, yeah, Israel well, it is the most is. secure. It, it kind of is. It's just it's been happening for a hundred years, and they only bring it up when they need to bring it up or right. when they want to bring it up. So it's like it is organic, but the way in which it gets brought to everyone's eyes is not organic, and it only gets brought up when when it, there needs to be a distraction, there needs to be right. money. Election season given. in the United States. Yeah. And I mean, this, yeah. I, I mean, this is a conspiracy feed, so we can get into this a little bit if you want. Um, you know that Iran was given like $8 billion right before. Six. This, yeah, $6 billion right before all this shit happened. They got a $6 billion release of funding and then they're one of the people that have funded Hamas in the past and, then Israel, the most secure fucking place on earth, basically allows 200 dudes in fucking parachutes to drop into a music festival. Like, yeah, man, I don't want innocent Makes people to die. To I don't want war. But this, it's exactly what you're saying, man. They bring the shit up when they want to. They allow shit when they want to. Everyone's saying, how the fuck does this happen? It, someone dropped the ball, and I think they dropped it on purpose. So, right. yeah, man, you don't need yeah. to pick a side. The side is innocent people shouldn't fucking die and we shouldn't have wars because all wars do is fund the pockets Banks. of fucking, yeah. So it's just like, that's the side. Uh, Israel's shown that they're fuckheads a lot of the time. Hamas have shown they're fuckheads a lot of the time. Hamas is funded by other evil people. Like, that's the side to choose. Like, it, you know, it's, Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think it's it's funny how that you've got like even in within the conspiracy side you've got people fighting over what side to choose. It's like you used to always talk about divide and conquer, and now you're letting them divide you by making yeah. you pick a side in a war. Like this, the the side is no war because war funds the evil cunts. Like it's it's pretty simple, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the war is gonna be fought when they want the wars to be fought because there's so many stupid people out there. My thing is that there's no more evil country than Israel. And it's not the people, it's the government, the Mossad. The, the Mossad is the, you know, uh, you know, Jewish version of the CIA. Horrible, horrible shit that they've done there. And they've killed Americans in Egypt and disguised it as Hamas attacks because, you know, it fit in with their narrative. So like they'll, they'll go out there and they'll kill their own friends. They'll kill their own family and pin it on their enemy, these Palestinian people, supposedly, which the Palestinian people are different than Hamas, right? So my point with, you know, talking about uh, Logan Paul and Dylan Danis, 
I think both of them are dipshits. Both of them are assholes. I, I wish that both these dudes would go out there and leave with severe brain damage after this <laughs> because neither one has any talent. Neither one has anything to really offer. Um, similar to kind of how you felt about like, um, what was it? The fucking, uh, who, who was the dude that just lost the belt in the Bantamweight division? Uh, Jamaican, fake, fake Jamaican American guy. Yeah. Aljamain Sterling versus, uh, TJ Dillashaw, right? How you wanted them both to go out there and just absolutely destroy each other somehow, right? <laughs> Neither one wins. That's what I hope happens in this fucking fake fight. I mean, you have a WWE steroid user versus a dude that realistically, yeah, he's saying true shit, but he's bringing in like just a, a, a random check. You know what I mean? Like he, he, we know that he is trying to get out of that fight. He doesn't want to fight because he's going to lose. No. See, I feel the opposite. I honestly nah, feel the opposite. Lose, he and he might, but did you see where they put him on a lie detector test? No, they put him on it. They put him on a lie detector test. He had a proper the the proper dude, and and we know like lie detector tests. It is what it is. But they're pretty. They're reasonably accurate in terms of like blood and heart rate and all these sorts of things. And then he believes what he's saying. He he wants to fight like they they like because there was bits where they call him and they're like ah oh, you're not being truthful there but all the times they ask him about do you think you're gonna win do you think you're gonna finish him do you want to fight do you want to drop out man he was very confident and and all of those answers came up to him I believe he believes that he's gonna win and he's gonna win easy and all the things he's saying he believes where did you see that um, lie detector test thing I think it was on the Design Channel. Um, they've actually been doing a lot of media with Dylan because he's he's carrying he's, it. Yeah, and he and he wants like I don't know. I've kind of gotten on board with him, and and if he does the things he's saying he's going to do, eh, we might see something interesting. I feel like he wants to be in the UFC. I feel like if he goes out here and he wins this, which there's a pretty small chance of it, but if he does, I feel like Dana would probably pick him up, man, because it's a lot of eyeballs. He's at least he's a four-time world jiu-jitsu champion. Yes, it's only he's a friend of belt. Connor's. Connor's kind of shit in bed right yeah. now, so they got to, you know, you know. So he's got, he's he has, and he's got like a million over a million Twitter followers now. So it's like, if he wins this, he fits in with Dana's brand. Dana could bring him in. So I just hope that he does get to do his thing. He's kind of grown on me. I, I I like a troll. I like a dude that doesn't switch up, and he doesn't switch up. He's he's got good off the cuff uh, banter. You know, sure. he doesn't need Better to practice anything. Oh, hundred percent. All Logan shit is practice. Dylan It'd just be rocks more up. Hilarious, like, dude. If the WWE picked up Dylan Dennis, uh, he said that may have, that was a, there was a chance of that a while ago, and they've they've even said that he said that that's still a chance now, and I That'd believe be it just because just because of how. You know he's how better, he is. he's better at it than Logan. Yeah, and he even he even like he gives Logan shit about you can't even win your fake fights. You're always losing them. Like imagine if WWE brings him in and then scripts Logan to lose to Dennis. How much would that bruise Logan's ego? You know, it's 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 a little bit of fun. I agree. It's all just fake fighting. And but I like the fact that even Dennis is like, this is a fake fight. This is bullshit. This is boxing. Like this this is just a, a match. Like you know. I, I, he's grown on me, and 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 I like seeing a guy like Logan get his ego bruised time after sure. time after time after time, and it just keeps happening. Like he, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's a bit of Schaden. What do they call it? Schaden fraud or whatever that German word where you like to see other people lose a little bit, and it makes you happy. I like to see yeah. that with Logan. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, dude. I 
I I don't care the outcome at the end of the day, but it is fun. People need these kinds of distractions. So how you're you're talking about how yeah, this is a fake bullshit fight. Dylan is talking about that too. Dude, people need this shit, man. Like that's why I'm really into football. I know that football's rigged. Like I know 1 million percent that the NFL is rigged. Um I kind of feel like the UFC is rigged too, especially these high level fights. But I still like it. I still enjoy it. I think that everybody needs these kinds of distractions. And you got to kind of lean into all this shit that you enjoy like it is real. Um, but, yeah, man, realistically, I don't think any of this shit really fucking matters at the end of the day. Put it this, this way. There's one outcome. There's only one outcome of this fight that, like, makes a wave, basically. Like, multiple of the nearly all of the outcomes logan wins or the rest of it that does nothing and i agree with you but if dylan somehow wins this that makes things interesting just because of everything i've outlaid of what could come after so that's kind of the only reason i'm interested in it like i'm not you're right there's no stakes to this fight but let's just say logan goes out and knocks uh dylan goes out and knocks out logan then that actually kind of starts to affect if you want to call it our world of the MMA, because there is a potential yeah. that he could come over to the UFC. And, and that, so that's kind of like the only reason I care about is, is cause like of what could follow after. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's what you're saying. It's just a little distraction. It's a bit yeah, of drama. But we you know? need it though. Yeah. It's like WWE where, you know, it's like WWE, but the two guys do actually hate each other sort of thing if you know Maybe. what i mean it's it's like i've i uh, what if I've, these dudes are actually friends man like that's the thing i think in the about beginning, that because politicians at the highest level of society I mean, these dudes beat each I, other up verbally and I they, not, they talk about horrible things that the other one's done and they're secretly sucking each other off behind the stage man you yeah, wonder they're not they're not throwing bro did you see how hard he threw that fucking mic man did I mean, see, I, I, when a microphone is on, when it's when a microphone's plugged in and it makes that sound, it's going to sound a lot louder than it really yeah, but, is. But do you, those microphones aren't light, and like, did you see? Like, you can see the power in which it's thrown, man. Like that is. Why didn't he press charges? I feel like because of everything that's already happening with the court thing, and he's know, trying man. to say that's my girlfriend, that's my girlfriend, and now if he presses charges, it's like. You know, and it was in retaliation to him throwing a bottle at Dylan's nutsack. You know, now, I think he threw like the he, mic, right? He threw his mic at his nuts. Uh, he, no, so he put his mic behind him and he grabbed a full bottle of like water and threw it at him really hard. But it, I think it hit Dylan like square in the balls. And so that just, that's why you, you got such a violent reaction from Dylan, man. And that, that was a hundred percent power. That was, he, he, he fucking lost his footing because of how hard he threw that man, man, I'm telling you, no matter how much money I wanted to make, I would not throw a mic like that at my friend's fucking head. Like that was hatred. I would throw a mic like that at someone I hate for sure. Like, and and people ask him like, you know, you could have hurt. He's like, that's what I wanted to do. Like I fucking threw it at his head, man. Like that filled me with so much joy to see like, cause Logan walked up to him, like nothing would happen. <laughs> and then just cops this fucking mic to the scalp like well so l- listen remember did you see the will smith slap thing yeah that was a thousand percent fake and it was like a stage slap right 
like Chris uh, Tucker. I think it was Chris Tucker, or Chris Rock. I forget who it was, but he rolled with it. You know, it was it was a, a totally fake thing, and people broke it down, and they're like, "Yeah, this is how you, you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to show a big motion and all this stuff." Logan is in the WWE. He Dylan was Dan bleeding is instantly. What's that? He was bleeding instantly. Have you right, seen right, the angle? No, you can still bleed. I mean, you can cut somebody, but I'm saying like those those pads could be like how hard he hit. The cut was this big. I mean, that I think that's why he's wearing the ski mask, in my opinion. He, that dude should have been fuck. I mean, that should have ripped his face. Hitting as hard as you can, swinging that thing down with a hard plastic mic. That thing could have been padded. There could have been some kind of shit going on, and it just skinned his face. They showed pictures, and it was like a, you know, not even an inch long cut. Didn't look deep. Yeah, there was blood on the ground. That's easily fakeable. I'm just saying. I'm not saying definitively that it was fake or real, but it's so so easy to stage things like that. So and I just I I feel like I got a pretty good grasp on like yeah the body, like. Man, you, like go back and watch it, and just look at the anger in Dylan's face. In Dylan's face, man, like that is pure hatred. That's like sure. I want to fucking kill this guy. Like if we were in a room right now, I would probably murder him if I could get away with it. Like it's that look, like from both of them, really. But I just doubt yeah, Paul has the skills to pull that off in a real street fight. Yeah, man, I think these dudes. In the start, I was like, yeah, this is this could be like a bit of a plan, but at this point, nah, this is. They genuinely fucking hate so each other. Man. I said that to a guy at work because they were just like laughing at me, like I'm not watching that. Like that's bullshit. And I was like, hey, some of us like to like to get caught up in the WWE a little bit, you sure. know. Some of us like to get like to fall into it and believe the story a little bit, you know. So yeah, I know it, it's pretty naive of me, but yeah, I, I, I I'm I'm in I'm into this one. I'm into this one a little bit. We hey, spent man, way like too it, long talking about Logan Paul and Dylan Donalds. <laughs> if you like it, I think that's fucking awesome. I think a lot of people like it, and it's going to be entertaining no matter what. Uh, yeah, I agree. That'd be much more chaotic and fun if Dylan won, and I think that they're trying to sucker a lot of people into trying to bet on that Dylan Dana side, and I think Logan Paul ends up you know, pulling off probably a really boring decision win, just like the Jake Paul fucking tommy fury fight which was embarrassing for tommy fury because he wins the split decision and acts like he just beat up fucking muhammad ali which is wild but yeah man we'll see what happens i think it's uh i'll probably you know i'll, I'll check it out i gotta work there's a bkfc prospect series going on in the uk which will be pretty cool it's kind of like a dana white contender series thing that they do it's pretty smart of them to branch out to the uk because i would say there's more bare knuckle brawlers in the uk than there is in the usa yeah, man. The rest of the year, they got one in Thailand. They got one in Bulgaria. That's smart. They should bring it to Australia, too, because, I mean, Aussies fucking bare knuckle brawl a lot. <laughs> I don't doubt it, dude. That's the thing, man. Like, uh, yeah, they're they're smart about how they do business, man. So I'm going to be working that in the morning. Um, Starts at, like, I think 12. I should know this off the top of my head. I just got it in my notes. But, yeah, 12 uh, Eastern time. So should be fun, man. Got 12 fights. Three prelims, nine televised, so should be pretty cool to watch uh, some some low level bare knuckle dudes throw down. It's basically like you know nine street fights essentially, so should be pretty cool. But other than that, man, I don't know if you got anything else that you want to plug before we get out of here. But fun episode, and it should be a good card. Yeah, no, I got nothing else. Um, yeah, just came for a, 
an exciting day of combat, I guess. Hopefully we can make some money. I um have gone back to I've gone back to low level bets where I'm just trying to build up that account and I'm trying to do it all by units and, and, and do it smart. So we'll see how that goes. It's working out all right so far. Fuck yeah. Love it. Well, cool, man. Yeah. Guys, if you're betting, good luck. Um, I mean, I don't know. Is there any kind of like uh there's no Bellator this weekend? There's nothing else, huh? I don't just, think so. Just just the, the three. Okay. Well, cool, guys. Yeah, if you're betting anything, good luck. And uh, you'll hear from us next week, big pay-per-view next week. And uh, stay tuned. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Peace.